0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the Players NIL podcast. A really cool guest today on a really special day. I'll let him explain his uh, connections to his hat and his t-shirt, but uh, Greg Carlson, welcome very much to the podcast and thank you for taking time.
1: Thank you for uh, having me, Mark. Pleasure to be here.
0: Well, we're taking you away from your fandom and uh, and that is your your beloved USC Trojans. You're in Vegas for the pac twelve championship game this evening against Utah. And we wish you and the Trojans uh, good luck. But it, it leads to my first question, Greg. And I, and I asked this of all my guests. There's two words that I use. One would be sports. The other would be athletics. So sports is the fandom part. It's the you know first game you went to, first sport you played with. Who'd you go to the game with? You mm-hmm. know, athletics would be the beginning of your participation in sports. Mm-hmm. And so I'll ask the early one, what I think is the early one first, and that's sports. So. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you became a sports fan. Do you remember any of those early experiences?
1: Yeah. um, Let's see. I was, I was always just naturally drawn to it on the playgrounds. I always wanted to be playing with kids and um, just naturally wanted to play basketball and dodgeball and all of that stuff that you find on an elementary uh, school playground. Right. Um, My dad, when I was young would watch football on Sundays. So that was kind of my introduction to football. And I think that I started to pay more and more attention to it and kind of fell in love with football. Um, So I think I was around eight or nine, I started playing flag football. Um, And in addition to the competition, right, like you just meet friends and I always wanted to just be out of the house playing and doing stuff. So I met friends along the way. um, And, you know, I played, a few seasons of flag football and then I went on to play hockey actually roller hockey um, which never had any interest for but because one of my best friends was a diehard hockey fan I went and did that had a ton of fun did that for a few years and then when I got to high school um, as a freshman I knew that I wanted to play tackle football and that was my first time playing tackle football and the, the rest is History, right? I, I trained for that, left hockey behind, and then ultimately ended up at SC um, after high school. So,
0: so that, that that's it's great, and it, you know it's kind of traditional. But I want to ask a couple of pointed questions because at the Players NIL, we're all about using athletics to better our lives. And right. so, at what point did you realize that not only did you love it and you gave up hockey for football, but that maybe there was an opportunity to use athletics to better your life, whether it be. Through friends or family or connections, job opportunities, educational opportunities, you ended up going to USC. Tell us about some of those moments where you were like, "I think I can do something with this, and I think this can help my life." Share with our, with our audience what that was like.
1: I think you know, playing sports gives you a chance to meet so many people, and then if you're, you know, good at it, um, more and more people show interest in you. So, if you've got the wherewithal as an individual to network and um, promote yourself a little bit, um, you can really take advantage of some of those opportunities. Um, one you know prime example is when I got to USC, I took a class called Technology Entrepreneurship, and the professor and I hit it off firstly because I was interested in the curriculum. but secondly, you know, I was able to get access to tickets and autographs of Heisman Trophy candidates and winners and um, things like that. And, you know, at the time I was just kind of helping somebody out that asked for stuff and um, he was a friend of mine and I really enjoyed the class. And then when I graduated from SC and I played my final game, I ended up calling that professor on the phone and saying, hey, just wondering, you know, if you've got a job for me potentially you know, that was a call it a Friday on Monday. I had started my, my career in technology, working with this professor who I still work with to this day. He actually ended up becoming the officiant at my wedding. I became the godfather to his youngest son. So I think that's a, you know, magnificent example of how sports leads into opportunities for people. Um, And, and, you know, you, you take a look at guys like Matt Leonard and, you know, Heisman winners, et cetera, the doors that get opened for those types um, because of their success on the field. I mean, it's a, it's tremendous that the amount of people and network effects that you get from playing sports at a high level.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you certainly took advantage of that, but being prepared to take advantage of it and given the opportunity But tell us about the lessons that sports taught you. You know, what were some of the, was there a high school coach? Was there a mentor? Maybe your family, uh, maybe a coach in college. Like, what are the things that today, and we'll get to what you're doing today, but some of those life lessons that you paid attention to and that are paying dividends today?
1: So early on, right, like your parents are your biggest cheerleaders. So, you know, before you develop confidence, they're the ones kind of instilling it in you. So my mom was always a huge supporter, um, kind of pushing me, telling me that I'm good, even if I didn't believe it. And then when I finally realized, oh, I'm I'm actually pretty good. I'm not I'm not bad, right? Um, You know, when it comes to the the coaching side, you get all types. You get some that are super encouraging and supportive, and you get some that are, you know, more um, authoritarian and yell and kick and scream and you know, I think that as an athlete, it's good to, to see both types. Um, some players thrive in different settings. So um, as an athlete, you know, I think it's good to experience two types of that. When I got to USC, um, Kennedy Polo was a guy, an assistant coach that took a shot on me as our punt returner. And he was super nurturing, but also tough. Um, Pete Carroll is a guy that had tremendous energy and um, a good leader, um, so those two definitely had an impact on my college career and and, and shaped me in that way. Um, you know, um, sorry, what was what was some of the other the other questions that you had around? No, there? just
0: some of the some of the life lessons. You know, what what did athletics yeah, teach you so that you use that you use in today's world?
1: Of course. So the discipline, of course, is is just the, the easiest parallel that I can draw you know, in the summer, you're getting up at 5am to be there for 6am. And you've got a schedule and a routine and you're accountable by your teammates. And I think that Pete Carroll does a really good job of of um, instilling that in, in his teams is that accountability aspect. So you got to get up if you know, and there's a rule, right? You, first of all, you protect your team. But as it regards as, as it's related to time, right? When you're early, you're on time, when you're on time, you're uh, late and when you're late you're forgotten, so you know just that accountability aspect and then having a, a discipline and and you know a plan of attack and all of that all of all of what I learned through my athletic career is what I carry over to my business right so you know ske- you know laying out a plan and a schedule and, and a routine that I go through day to day helps me stay organized and and really get through the insane amount of work as an entrepreneur that you have to get through day to day to, to be efficient and compete at a high level in business. So uh, yeah, the discipline is is probably the biggest parallel that I can draw from.
0: Yeah. Great advice. So you, you go to work in technology, you've now created a new company that we're going to talk about a little bit called hall of goats. So tell me a little bit about the genesis of that, the reason you started it and, and explain to us what, uh, what you're building there.
1: Sure so um you know I played at USC during a time when USC was top of the mat top of the pinnacle if you will of college sports I was there for two national championships saw three Heisman trophy winners um and you know you go back to campus and you see all of the buildings that have been erected since we played and the, the campus looks wildly different and there's no doubt in my mind that the university was benefiting tremendously from the success that we saw in the field Um, when the NIL opportunity presented itself last July, I called Leinert and I said, Hey man, like, you know, there's a chance for us to give back, right. To, to right the wrong of the last, you know, you know, tens of years. Right. Um, These kids have a chance to make money, build brand and set themselves up, you know, long-term potentially, but." at least you know, strike while the iron's hot. As you know, Mark, 98% of student athletes don't go professional. So how can we enable them to um, take advantage of their celebrity now so that they can help their families, help themselves, and not be a starving college student, um, especially one that's contributing to the athletic programs of at these universities. Um, So how are we doing that? Well, Hall of Goats is developing a arcade style college football game and we're leveraging the uh, IP and and partnering with players and helping them generate revenue from their player avatar drops. Fans and gamers can buy those avatars and play with them in game, level them up through playing the game by earning XP, um, increasing things like speed, agility, strength power etc uh, making those players more valuable and and um, and we also have a secondary marketplace where those um, assets can be bought and sold and players make money from the, the initial drop of the player avatars as well as uh, a five percent royalty and perpetuity on secondary marketplace transactions um, and we think that through the video game you know, we plan on the video game being around for a decade, two decades, et cetera. We think that there's an opportunity for these kids to make passive income um, well after their playing years. And, you know, if they want to lean into the communities that support them through that digital asset ownership, they have the ability to do that in the form of AMAs on Discord or memorabilia or or any way that they want to lean into them. They can provide additional access to themselves. Um, gated by the digital asset ownership that the blockchain affords.
0: Now, if I read it right, you're also given this opportunity to pass grades. so retired athletes, is that correct?
1: It is, right? So when we when we decided to lean into this blockchain opportunity, you know, we took a step back and we said, okay, well, how do we ensure the value of a, of a digital asset continues to go up? Um, and, and again, that's what I think the video game provides. What else that provides is the opportunity for past players to come back, connect with their school, with their fan bases and be relevant. Because if it was just a collectible on its own, past players that are no longer playing don't really have an opportunity for that upside. Right. Um, so it brings them back into the fold, makes, makes them relevant. Right. You take a guy like Liner, for example, he's a prime example Heisman Trophy winner, two national championships. The trajectory of his college career was, you know, he's arguably one of the greatest college quarterbacks all time. Once you get to the pros, it's a different different system, coach, everything. You know, the pieces have to fall into place for a lot of guys, injuries, et cetera, in order for them to maintain that trajectory. Uh, but he's still got a massive audience at USC that will support him in the form of a video game. Um, so yeah, we're excited about the fact that we can bring in former players, um, into this game and, and give them a chance to connect with their fan bases from college. I read an article that you know, came out a few months ago, sp- speaking about Reggie Bush and the fact that he probably would have made somewhere between four and $6 million annually if NIL yeah. was a thing while he was playing. So, you know, that reverberated, um, uh, in my bones and, um we're excited about this prospect of, of giving former players a chance to make some money again as well.
0: Well, it's a great expression in sports, and it it goes something like this that the older I get, the better I was. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, a maybe yeah. maybe you can make liner, maybe you can make liner as fast as Reggie Bush. I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, I think there's there's gonna be tons of customization options in the game. So if somebody wants to, maybe they'll have the opportunity to do that.
0: In the small world realm, I was at the Bush Push game at Notre Dame. Interestingly enough, it was an exciting day. I was there as a fan of a uh, of a lacrosse program that was tied to Notre Dame at the time. So, uh, great, great stuff. Um, look, the video game world is what started NIL, right? The Obanian case was really, you know, one of the the, the first dominoes to fall that yeah. really changed life. And I think your 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 concept is based off of that same that same world. So you're going to compete with some of the big video game players or how do you vision that going?
1: Well, so we are taking an arcade style approach to our game. This is a seven on seven experience, not a full simulation, 11 on 11 like NCAA. So the, you know, for us, we have a lot more creative flexibility and freedoms that we can take. And it's an arcade style um, game, which broadens our audience Um, and it's easier to pick up and play you don't have to you know be fluent with 13 different buttons um like like ncaa and madden are um i think that there are definitely um there's definitely room in the market for two different products right and multiple products for that matter if you look at the video game industry in general um battle royale is a very popular genre and fortnite has made it very popular but There are other players in the space. Um, If you look at Warzone and Apex Legends. um, So there's several battle royales that are all very successful. And I think that there's no reason why we can't, um, you know, be successful alongside NCAA and other football titles. Um, We are taking a wildly different approach. Um, So, you know, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a gamer, I look forward to playing multiple titles within a genre. So I don't, you know, I think there will be natural competition, but the experience that we're providing is wildly different, right? We're thinking seven to 10 minute games as opposed to, you know, a 30, 35 minute game.
0: Interesting concept. I love it. And and most importantly is what I love is that you're putting the power back in the athlete's hands, which is what yeah. essentially that name, image and likeness legislation was all about. You know, it's been distorted by some of the stories out there, but essentially yeah. giving the, the athletes power is, is what you're doing. Okay so we're come to the last section this is the advice part and I know you're an old sage veteran here and mm-hmm. an experienced a mature adult um, but go back to you know senior year in high school junior year in high school freshman year in college you know yeah. young wide-eyed kid walking on the athletic field walking on a campus at USC in today's world of name image and like this give us yeah. some tips and pointers and things that you know if you were doing it again today in this world things that you would be paying attention to
1: for sure. You know, when I was growing up, um, social media wasn't a thing, right? It had just kind of gotten started. Facebook launched while I was at USC. So um, social media wasn't a thing. What I would say to today's generation is um, find something that you're passionate about in addition to your sport that you play that you can lean into and build your brand and audience around that, whether it's shoes, video games. Clothing, apparel, you know, you name it, whatever it is, um, create content around that. In addition to your athlete, your athletic identity, and lean into socials. You know, as a kid, I was probably proud and wanted to, you know, do allow my um, play on the field, do all the talking. Um, my advice though is, put yourself out there, create content around things that you're passionate about and build your audience and your brand. Because if you're looking to make money and be a force within the NIL space, you have to have a following for the brands to come uh, and want to work with you. So create content, put it out there, but also be mindful of the content that you're putting out. Don't tweet your random thoughts, have them proofread. Don't just put out a bunch of stuff because that stuff, once it hits the web, It is recorded in history and people will take screenshots and hold you to things. So if you're angry, don't go to Twitter. Um, Be careful with what you say, of course, but find something that you're passionate about and lean into it and create content around it um, alongside, um, you know, the content that you create as an athlete. Great advice.
0: Hall of goats. Where can people find you? How can they follow you and how can they uh, share -hmm. in your journey?
1: Yeah. Um, the website is Um, All of our socials are there. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and then join our discord and be a part of some of the game design decisions that we're going to be making over the next year. Um, you know, we're looking um, to build a community-based game. So we'd love everybody's input and feedback as we, as we go along this journey.
0: Awesome. Well, I love technology. I love athletes and the combination is what you're working on. So Uh, I wish you nothing but the best with Hall of Goats. Greg Carlson, you've been a great guest. We wish you and the USC Trojans good luck tonight. By the time this airs, we will know the outcome, but uh, enjoy the game, okay?
1: Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Bye Awesome. Bye-bye now.